Okay. Yeah. It's it, appear, going. it appears to be working. Hi. Ah, I have, hate technology, man. It's bad. Uh, welcome to Talk Comics to Me. It's Thursday. It's a new week. We've all we've all made it. It's the seventh of October. And we are pleased because that just means we get to do a thing we always do anyway. Just read horror books and watch horror movies. <laughs> That's it. That's it's a- just the month that it's more acceptable. Yeah. And, and a- accessible. And I got this cool cobweb sweatshirt. I got a fence. <laughs> it's cool, too. It's scary. Christopher was like, is that a new shirt? And I was like, yeah, it is. And he was just like, of course. He's like, I would not stop wearing that no matter the season. And I was like, you're not wrong. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we hope you are enjoying your spooky season so far. We're here to talk about comic books. Yeah, so we're just gonna get right to it. Okay, so this this is um, this book is called Out. This is in AWA. I can't remember American writers, writers artisanal. Yeah, some, something. something like that. I can't remember what the AWA stands for. Anyway, it's mostly horror books. Is what this line does um this is a rob williams story not to be confused with robin williams or robert williams um just rob williams um this (laughs) i just just, like crossed my arms (laughs) i just had to clarify that so this is um it's a story about a several different things it takes place during world war ii um a group of allied prisoners are in this camp run by nazis um they have discovered an ancient evil that they are awakening so that it will help them take lead in the war because they can feel the wind slipping right out of their fingers um the main character of the story is a code talker i can't remember exactly what where he is from exactly uh-huh. but um he is the one who discovers exactly what is happening. And I don't want to spoil too much because the story is actually like for this time of year, I think it's pretty spooky and good. Um, but the author's note in the back is really cool because it kind of... I do love it. You read the author's note I too? Did. I did. That's actually really impressive. Yeah. I, well, because I wanted to know a little bit more about it because it's the way that it starts. Um, it's kind of hard to figure out what the ancient evil is because I had forgotten what these, the solicit about it said, which mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it doesn't explain it in there. But I didn't want to go back and read that because I wanted it to be like a new thing. So um, I read the author's note to kind of get an idea of like why they named it this or like mm-hmm. what exactly where they were expecting the story to go and i thought it was very interesting because the name apparently means several different things uh the main character is a gay man in this prison camp during world war ii okay. who was also native so i just thought it was like yeah that's interesting yeah very very interesting thing but if you like anything about world war ii um camps and not like not you like them i mean if you are like reading about the history of them and like how terrible they are and stuff like that. Fictional stories. Right. Um, and then, you know, like supernatural horror stuff. This is very interesting. There's a lot of um, true historical facts in it as well. Right. So it's, I overall, I enjoyed it way more than I had anticipated because I knew I was going to like it anyway. Mm-hmm. I just, I read most stories with their war stories. I 
enjoy it. But yeah, this is uh, nice and spooky while still being factually accurate. Would you say that's like your favorite AWA book so far? So far, yeah. Because we've read like a decent amount. Yeah, I do like that hotel book, yeah. however, yeah. just because it is an anthology and it's it doesn't take itself seriously. But as for like more serious books, yes, I do think that okay. this one would be my favorite so far. Cool. Just wanted to ask. It's very, very nice. Very nice. Fun. Uh, okay, so then I have Dirtback. Dirtback. Dirtbag Rapture number one. Um... I don't like this was a really fun story I really loved it and it, it was fun it like, was it was yeah genuinely fun. Genu- genuinely fun I love the art and the yeah. colors a ton that was like probably my favorite part of the book um so Christopher Christopher Sabella wrote it uh Kendall Good did the uh art and then Gab Contres did the colors and I think it was just like it all just really perfectly went together, and that's honestly probably one of my favorite parts of this book. It's just, like, it looks great. Um, but the story's really fun, too. It's just, it follows a really shitty main character, and she can, she at one point dies and is able to communicate with people in the afterlife, and she helps them get from one place to the other. And then you kind of find out a twist. So, yeah, once again, within that, like, spookiness, but it's just, mm-hmm. like, kind of, like, a just weird comedy with ghosts and just, like, you know, somebody who, like, you're hoping learns a lesson along the way, but and probably will, especially, like, with everything that's going to be happening. And there's a nice little cameo by the Always Sunny in Philadelphia cast in the background of one of the scenes, which So was that, like, serious? Really- or is it just two people who kind of look like it? What do you mean? No, it was... It, it was, was like a real... Yeah, it was, okay. it was a real, like... Okay. The... Because, yeah, there's Charlie oh, yeah. and, and Frank. There's Mac, Dennis, I had MD. only seen that. Yeah, that's very cute. I love that. Damn, dude, it's you and me. Yeah, that's a, that, that was my exact thought process. But, yeah, it was really funny because I was like, oh, fuck. That's, that's them. Yeah, I like that a lot. And one of the main reasons I know that is because... A few people in Oni Press did retweet my tweet about that, and I was like, okay, so I'm not. So wrong. this is real, but also it's very, very obvious, you know. Yeah, especially and, with Frank and Charlie. Yeah, and I didn't like at first. I saw them, and I just I saw the guy in the middle between them, and I was like, what's this dude all about? And then I looked over in the panel and saw Dennis and D, and I was like, that's fucking Mac. So it was just like really, you know, I've been watching, rewatching Always Sunny in Philadelphia with Chris, and I, I'm a fucking sucker. I love that show so 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 much. It's so good. Um. So yeah, it was definitely a moment where I was like, hell yeah, (laughs) dumb, but I love it. I uh, started following Mac on TikTok. Good. Which is one of my favorite things because you can tell that he just doesn't really have any idea what he's doing. He's just trying to have fun with it. (laughs) <laughs> good adult content right there <laughs> yeah that's all i have to say about it that book it's definitely worth a read i had a lot of fun a lot more fun with this first issue than i anticipated because i kind of just added it to my pull file without like i read i mean i follow christopher christopher Sabella on uh twitter so i had seen him posting about it and then i was like well fine i'll check it out and here i am ended up being worth it yeah yeah okay Okay. Oh, my turn. 
Um, I have this book. This is the Marion Beyond the Black River. This is, you know how I am about these Conan books. It's just a cute little Conan read. Um, I'm not sure exactly when this takes place uh, from the last one, but basically um, Conan and another soldier are uh, in the jungle. And the only thing that separates them from the barbarianism of the local tribes there is the Black River. So, okay. It's, I, it's honestly, it's just a Conan book. I really don't know how else to explain it or like what else to say about it. It's just Conan going in with the sword. He's more civilized in this than he is in any of the other ones though. Like he is actually a mercenary for this group of soldiers. Mm -hmm. He just does the work for them because he's like, ah, they pay me good, I guess. So whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just him, him being a real uh, civilized man. Any babes? No. <laughs> no. Mm, that's, you that's better real. believe I'm disappointed by that. There's not even a nice Conan shot. It's just like he's got that haircut that I was talking to you about. Yeah. There's no naked babes in here. There is, it's very violent, um, which is good. And like, uh, as always, I love the art in it. Yeah. I just think it's very fantastic. And I actually read the story too. And they did give you bigger font. Again. A little bit, yeah. But they made it even longer. <laughs> so it's pretty much the same. But I feel like the font gets smaller as you go. <laughs> Let me tell you, this took me a while to read. You're just going to have to get a magnifying glass. I know. I'm just going to get a single monocle and just read it like this. <laughs> on top of your glasses. Yeah, right on top of it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just, I really love these short Conan stories that they're doing. The one, two, sometimes three issues of it. Mm. They're just... They're a lot of fun. They're violent. Doesn't take a lot of thought. Just blood and tits everywhere. I love it. I need that on a shirt. Blood <laughs> and tits everywhere. Okay, so I have Arkham City, the Order of the World. I kept saying the Order of the New World the other day. I could not remember the name of this I book. thought that's what it was called. No, it's the Order of the World. The Order. So this is issue number one. Another weird, spooky book. This book is... I say weird, but I, I don't know if that's the right descriptor, necessarily. What about strange? Strange, probably. I really, I really, really liked it. Um, so Dan Waters and Danny... Um, Dan Waters wrote it, sorry. Danny did the illustration. Dave Stewart colored it. And Dan Waters and Danny did uh, Coffin Bound together. That was the name of the book I was trying to remember okay. the other day. I know which book. yeah, which I read like the first couple issues, mm -hmm. but I it was not for me, which mm -hmm. is totally fine. Like I just did not like that book personally. I do remember that. Um, but I I did like this, and I really really like the art. Um, one of our coworkers, Julian, when I was talking to him the other day, he said it kind of reminded him of Wes Craig a little bit. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I could see that for yeah. sure. The colors a lot, yeah. actually. Um, does Dave Stewart do Deadly Class? I don't know. I wouldn't. I couldn't tell you. You know more about that book than I do. I feel like he might, but I'm not gonna say for sure that he does. Um, but yeah, I I really like this. It follows a psychiatrist from Arkham Asylum as she's kind of figuring out where all of the patients from Arkham went to after some mishaps. 
Oh, okay. So they escape through the sewers. That's not what happens, but sure. <laughs> That's always what happens. But yeah, so it, it's very strange. I really liked it. I love the art. I feel like the art obviously hit the tone, and I think that's why I felt it was so strange. But there's also just a character that oddly, like, remind like, the first scene you see him in or them in, because I don't know their gender, it really reminded me of, like, the one angel from like the biblical angel oh yeah dave <laughs> yes the biblical angel dave yeah uh but yeah the, Dang, that, the ten-eyed man is the what he's called backwards yeah. thing was sick yeah it's a it's like a weird book yeah it's uh, okay. a, I, I really liked it i think it's i think you would really like it honestly so it sounds already like a book that i would enjoy strange with an angel with ten eyes named dave I i'm might, into it it's not an angel well as the, far as we know, I guess. The Ten-Eyed Man named Dave. I just like the kind of, like, reminiscence of, like, right, the biblical right. angel in there. It was just like, okay. I'm into it. And that was, like, something I had seen before, which kind of, like, intrigued me enough to pick up the book. And I'm very glad I added it to my pull file. I think it'll be good. Okay. Cool. I'll, we'll, we'll also see. check that we'll out. We'll see. We'll all be on for the ride. We'll get back to you on the next issue. All right, so now we have the nice house on the lake. This is a really nice house. It's, it is really nice, it's though, for real. It's very nice. Uh, this is book number five, and we are following the scientist in this book. Or this, yeah, this issue, rather. In this rather. particular chapter. Um, like each, like we had said before, after we figured that out, like four issues in. Uh, <laughs> each of the issues, I mean, the first one follows, like, the painter, right? I can't even remember now there, because they, symbols oh, are, the symbols are right there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, follows the artist and then it kind of like goes on from there and little bit by bit they're kind of figuring out what's going on in this house that they're stuck in after the world has been destroyed. And I don't know. I love this book. I love the art a lot. Like once again, I know we've talked about the art a bunch, but the art is really good. I, I do like that they kind of break up the story with like text every once in a while mm-hmm. and it's just a really solid story like it reminds me of like several different like horror movies i've watched put together mm-hmm. like and i i like because it kind of reminds me of the invitation uh and it kind of god damn it i can't oh i love that movie yeah that movie's great that has one of my favorite people in it that kurt russell's son <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Wyatt uh, Russell? Dario Naharis. Oh, yeah. No, I, I know. I love him, too. I love that man. I, my character that I'm writing in this book, I based off of that particular <laughs> man. Not Dario Naharis, but Michael Hewisman in real life. Just the way he looks. Yeah. I just like the shape of his face. He's very in pleasing. The, in the show Treme, he plays like a huge asshole, and it like really bums me out. Yeah, but I love him. <laughs> um, I love him. But yeah, that it reminds me of The Invitation. It also reminds, reminds me of another movie I just recently watched, but I cannot remember the name of it. But I know that uh, Nicholas Brendan from Buffy oh, is in it. the weird uh, Eclipse movie. Yeah, where there's two yeah. houses. Oh and- my god. Uh, like coincidence or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I just like I just, just watched that recently. Uh, yeah, no, so did we. <laughs> I just yeah. looked up the the poster when we were watching Buffy the other mm-hmm. night cuz mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck was the name of this movie and I wish I had remembered. Yeah, no, that's funny because um I saw this video of it was like a time warp 
of Nicholas Brendan's most recent mugshot, and it went backwards and like de-aged him to like the first season of Buffy, and he's just standing. It was really funny, but and that's what made me think of that movie. I was like, shit, I just watched that movie recently, and this had him in it. Yeah, no, and that was like a weirdly okay movie. So I strange. I will make sure to try to figure out what the name of that movie is and post that up. Yeah, we'll uh, just watch it. <laughs> we'll all watch it together. But yeah, it kind of reminds me of like a mix of those movies, and I just. I don't know, I really like it. I like the way, like, it's developing and, like, the characters are, like, introduced in the way that they are. Because you kind of, like, get a grasp of who they are, like, within each, like, little issue. But, like, seeing them separately and kind of how they met Walter is, like, an interesting idea. Yeah, I just, I, I really like that about this story, too. But I think my favorite part is, like, the first few pages, it's them obviously after the events of all of this had taken Mm -hmm. place and they're just, like oh, it's like a record scratch thing. Like, I bet you're wondering how I got here. And then they tell you, they're like telling you their story. And so it's all from like different perspectives and you're getting slowly, but surely the whole story. And yeah, yeah it's just really well, well developed. Um, it's just good writing. Yeah, it's, 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 like, it's really good. good writing. It's like the art is very, so very good. good. Like it's just, yeah, one of the better books I'm reading right now. It's, uh, yeah, it's fantastic as far as, like, horror goes, too. It's very uh, um, atmospheric, I guess. Very slow. Hi, we miss you. I feel like I haven't seen you in so long. I miss I miss when you used to join us in our videos. We love you. Good luck on your stream. And we'll, we'll see you. Yeah, we'll see you when we see you. Okay, you talk about... I hate this cover, by the way. This oh, is God, like I hate my, it so my much. least favorite thing Every I've ever Every time I look seen. at it, I just do this. And I don't know why I hate it so much. It's but the face and just... Yeah. I don't know. It's the face for me. I'm like, I don't... We get it. You're intense. <laughs> I get it. So anyway, this is Pirate Queen. Uh, this is a bad idea book. I also, I wanted to mention, because I completely forgot, every single one of my books is from is from a different publisher this week. Like, the only, the closest ones is DC, but DC Black Label. Okay. So, I just... <laughs> I'm proud of you. I had to let, you know, they're all from different people. I didn't do it. Um, okay, yes. So, this is Pirate Queen. This is a bad idea book. Uh, this is just uh, about a pirate queen. <laughs> pirate. Not a pirate queen. That's the title she gave herself. That's not what she is. Um, the story is... She is a pirate. She falls in love with another pirate. Um, she ends up getting pregnant. Some things happen. Uh, her husband gets murdered. So she is on a revenge quest to avenge the death of her husband by killing the man who had killed him. Um, but she, you know, has to get her crew together, all that. She's also just super pregnant while she's doing it. But she's still, like, not stopping. She's like, I got to do this for my baby. I gotta kill this man for my baby. I gotta do it while I'm eight months pregnant. That's not a big deal. It's just a baby. Um, I say that as if I don't like the story. I actually do really like the story. There's there's some things I don't like about it, and it's mostly like, you know me and my facial expressions. There's there's some facial expressions in here that I don't really like. There's some choices that she makes where I'm like, hmm, you're pregnant. Maybe you shouldn't be doing that. It was a different time. I get it. Um, that's one of my favorite poses within the entire book. She's climbing through a window. Okay. That <laughs> sure looks like she is. Yeah. I just thought it was really funny the way she was doing it. Because I was like, what is, is she 
trying to do and I was like oh she's like one leg at a time mm. doing it I just thought it was hilarious anyway um, and then at the end of every bad idea book there is a separate little short story this one I could only get like two pages in I'm sorry I couldn't read it and man is fucking this weird robot and you know normally I'm into that mm-hmm. kind of stuff <laughs> but this was just weird I was like I don't I don't understand what's going on it, it, is it a robot I don't know it's a weird cybernetic thing I don't know but it's like this it like stressed me out when they're banging here because then she bends her head backward and then there's a butt it's oh, just yeah, weird that's, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but you know it's a bad idea book and they're just no longer going to be a thing anymore or whatever I don't know the book is good don't listen to all my complaining. I do really enjoy the story. Um, I This is the only bad idea book that I read or that I've been reading. reading. And it's because... I mean, we've read like a, several. Yeah, I've read ones. like several first issues. Um, I was waiting for Odin's Eye, but they never put that out. Are they not going to? They were supposed to, but I just don't... I can't find any information about it. So I, I, I might have to check the website again. Yeah, but that was the only one that I was really interested in. But, you know... Uh, Peter Milligan, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is the one who writes it. Adam Polina does the art, and then Tamara does the colors, which is another reason why I wanted to get this book, because, you know, Tamara kills it every yeah. single time. So that's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I guess I have to talk about this. I guess this is a DC horror book. Um, it's Soul Plumber. This is issue number one. This book was, as I said to you, just fucking weird. This book was actually weird. This book was very very strange. I think it was, like, mainly the art that did it to me, where it's just like, this, what the fuck? But the story was also, like, it was, like I said, it was interesting enough, and I think maybe also because I've been watching so many horror movies in the last, like, two months, where I'm just like, I don't want to know and especially like with the way this book particularly ended I'm unsure of like I want to know what's like happening before I make that commitment still yeah but it was it follows god damn it I can't remember the main character's name um so I'm sorry Edgar that's his name and he is very dedicated to God but he got kicked out of seminary and he's trying to save the souls of people around him. He works at a gas station, so obviously he encounters, you know, some some strangos. Mm-hmm. A lot of lost souls. Uh, and he encounters a, what I would call an evangelical priest who, you know, is trying to take advantage of people via, like, religion and how they're feeling. And obviously he's an easy mark with his... Uh, pastor collar on oh right right uh so he invites him to this conference they're having and things kind of go where they're gonna go from there i don't want to say like too much because i think that's like that's like the whole part of the story and i think there's very i think it's interesting and i think what it's looking into is a very interesting idea um, like I said, it's just very fucking weird, and I think that's just because of, like, the tone it definitely sets at the beginning is, like, I'm gonna be, like, I, I want to describe it as, like, kind of campy, too, at mm-hmm. the same time, where it's not necessarily camp, but 
like some characters are just over exaggerated in that way. I I get what you're saying. Yeah, where I mean that's kind of how. Um, I haven't even gotten to it yet. Never mind. Um, yes, I have read stories like that. I know exactly what you're talking about, like the feeling of it. Yeah. So it's just like I'm 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 I'll probably order the second issue. Um, I suppose like and that's like the hardest thing is I'm having a really hard time of describing it for other people where I just feel like it has like a very like late seventies, early eighties, like horror vibe to like the characters and the things they say. Because it's sometimes like, I'm going to be edgy for edgy's sake. And I know that's not, like, the case. It's like, I'm being edgy to be, like, part of this story. Right. So I think that's, like, I don't know. Would you say it kind of has, like, a cabin fever feel to it? I suppose. But no at the same time. Okay. So no Eli Roth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe James Wan, but no. Okay. Say less. But, but also not. Not at all. That's, like, not it. I think it still fits within, like, those 70s and 80s movies. Like, if it was a movie, mm-hmm. it would be, like, in that range. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, Night of the Demons-esque. Okay. Right. And maybe I had just, like, watched Night of the Demons the night before, which I did. Mm-hmm. So it might have influenced me in the way I read it. But it definitely felt, like, in that zone of just, like, I find that movie to be very campy. It is. It's extremely campy. And there's vagina. Full on. Full on badge. Full on badge. She's right there just... All right. On that note. Speaking of vaginas, um, this is Money Shots. Um, For those of you who do not know what this story is about, this is about a group of scientists who are running out of money to fund certain projects that they're going to do. So they decide to start having sex with aliens for views, pretty much only fans, um, but with aliens, um, to gain money. That was the first story arc. The second story arc, the group is trying to uh, re-recruit a member that had been with them previously. Um, She's off doing her own thing, and they kind of need her help doing stuff because they can't do it without her. So they're trying to remind her of why they did this in the first place and why they need her help. Okay. Um, Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. There's a lot of alien banging. there's a, a lot of just wild stuff going on in this book. I absolutely love this book. It's dumb. It's horny. Um, I know you're saying you're thinking about like hopping off of it. Like, yes, um, I am gonna wait for the story arc to end, okay. and then I probably will. Just because, and you know, I have nothing against the art. I do think the art is incredible, but I, it's just it doesn't for me have the same feel as it did like the first. Story arc because mm-hmm. um, it's almost more cartoony now and it was before but it's again it's just not the same I felt like before it was a little more serious um, they dealt with a lot of serious topics in it and I think if they were to try to do it in this particular story now it just doesn't it, come off yeah it wouldn't hit the same so All right. I do still love it regardless I think it is a lot of fun um, it's very silly um, but yeah, it's just, you know, money shot. Got it, John? Okay. So now I have Chicken Devil. This is issue number one. This is not, this is not scary. This is just, this is basically an action book. Um, 
a man's a dude who runs a chicken joint his partner goes into drugs and everything backfires and so he is attempting to save his family which also doesn't work and so now he's out for revenge I um, love a revenge story yeah and it is very much a revenge story the art is really cool yeah no that's that's why I grabbed this first issue if nothing else because uh, Hayden Sherman who did Thumbs mm-hmm. which I read and I really love their art a bunch like their colors too are pretty interesting the art in this one like shifts back and forth where I enjoy it and don't enjoy it, but I think for a whole I do. Um, oh god, damn it! I'm gonna fuck this dude's name up so bad. I'm sorry. Um, Brian Bucket Bucalato Bucalato Bucalato. Sorry, friend. Uh, wrote the story, and I just like it's interesting and fun. Like it's not a bad story by any means. It's just like. One of those things where, like, especially within this first issue, I was just like, damn, dude, where where did this even come from? The name of it really struck me. Um, and to, to be honest, that one and the Dirtbag Rapture, I don't, they seem like titles based off of their names that I would have added to my poll, and I'm just confused yeah. as to why I didn't. And I know this Chicken Devil book was a book I went back, fo- back and forth on mm-hmm. a few times just because... I think what ended up selling me is something maybe said like Breaking Bad and then like Hayden, like once again, Hayden Sherman yeah. doing the art. I was like, okay, like I'll give it a, ch- a chance. And I think, you know, the Breaking Bad connection is like drugs and a regular dude and a chicken joint. Yeah, that makes sense. Like nothing necessarily other than that. I mean, at this point mm-hmm. is really Breaking Bad-esque, but I, I don't know. I, I've, I liked it. Like I didn't think it was bad. I don't. I don't know if I want to read anymore. Like that's we can their... read it off the wall. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, to. yeah. But it's just like one of those things where I just like, hmm, is it worth my? It's not. That sounds bad. But I have very limited time. <laughs> no, I mean, I I get why it would sound bad, but it's like you. It's not something that you added to your poll and that you're like super into. Yeah, so I think it's is like, it worth your time to take that time out yeah. to focus on something that you're just not as into as other books. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Sorry. I just like it. I don't like saying that. I know. Then I'll say it. <laughs> it's just not worth my time. Uh, I don't know if it is, and I, I, I like it for different reasons. I think it is an enjoyable book, though. I think especially if you like action stuff, because I think that's like kind of what sucked me in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, I do love dumb action things, and especially when it's just some regular guy kind of, like, fumbling his way through... Is he wearing a chicken suit? I'm not going to really say he is, but he happens to accidentally maybe kill a dude while wearing a chicken suit. Okay, I like that. That's a spoiler. I'm sorry I said it afterwards, but... Spoiler. (laughs) Spoiler. Uh, But yeah, it's fun. It's fun, enjoyable. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yes. Uh, So, this is the Me You Love in the Dark. This is issue number three. And things are getting a little spicy. Real hot. Um, You know, this is something that I've been waiting for since the first issue. Um, I'm just going to say this right now. 
I, I know you probably would, but I most definitely would not be fucking entities in no, a haunted okay. house. Let me, you say what you will about me, <laughs> but let me tell you something. I, I For know, me. I know you're going to murder us in a haunted, like in some, any horror situation. I, I know that it won't happen, but you will straight up get us murdered. Like, and for some reason, I know it's just going to be the two of us where I'm going to just be like, Heather, No, because, please. okay, something like this, if it did happen, you can live safe knowing that I would rather sacrifice myself than let anything happen to you. I don't. Just saying that out loud. Um, I, if I do happen to get us into any sort of situation because of my curiosity, you don't have to worry about it because I will jump in the way and give you time to run free so that you can get the fuck out of there. I would never let you die, especially in front of me, and then me have to live with that. So you're gonna Mm-mm. you're gonna die in front of me, so I have to live with it. Yeah, knowing that I died for my stupid fucking mistake and there I, I deserved it. <laughs> Just me being like, I'll just walk around town like, yeah, Heather, my best friend, she's dead. It was her own fault. <laughs> that being I, I said. I told her this would happen. As exciting as it would be to fuck a ghost, <laughs> I would never do it. Okay. I wouldn't do it. I just don't trust you. I need some substance. Um, and I don't know. If I it was a to- demon, maybe. I- but see, that's, that's the problem is I know better. I know not to. I have watched Paranormal Activity. I've watched every single James Wan movie you could possibly imagine. <laughs> Um, Even Aquaman. We don't count that. (laughs) Um, I just like reading about uh, women who like to fuck monsters. Yeah, I mean, that's not wrong. Uh, It's a, I do like this book a lot. This book is really good. Yeah, it is very good. Um, I think, I mean, I love the art, which is, obvious and i knew this book wouldn't be anything like their collaboration on middle west because it's oh, not God. not can suppo- you imagine no because <laughs> uh, it's not supposed to be the same thing but i love the art i love the tone that's set within the book and like the relationship between and i'm just gonna call it an entity because i don't know like what it is um but i like the relationship between the entity and the main character and i feel like how it's kind of been manipulating her like self because she's pretty open to that manipulation trying to like you know make her art career work and I like I like that aspect I really I think this is a very solid horror book and I'm very excited for the next issue because I just I really you you kind of I mean you kind of know what's gonna happen right like yeah yeah you you definitely it's one of those movies that <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say, it's like those movies where it's like it has a very ominous feeling at the beginning, but you've seen it before, so you kind of know it's going to happen. It's just a vulnerable white woman in a supernatural situation. Not wrong. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's really good. I do enjoy it. Um, I wouldn't do any of this. I'm, I just have to say that. I need to defend myself here because you it's, all think that I'm just a terrible monster fucker. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with monster fucking. But that's a conversation for a different Yeah, day. we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. It's not now because I got to talk about this book. 
Um, this is called Intrusion. This is a little flip fun book. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. I like how you did that. Very good. Yeah. It's, it's a book. Um, this is a... No, it says it right there. Heavy Metal. Heavy book. Metal presents Magma Comics Intrusion. <laughs> I hate when books have just ridiculously long names. So this is told two different ways. Um, you can read it like this or like this, obviously. It's the same story, but it's told from two different point of views. Um, it's just about a family who moves into um, swamplands, essentially. Um, they try to build a life. Um, they try to survive and all that kind of stuff. But there is a family of creatures who has lived there previously, and they are they don't mesh well because it's their land that they were on before. So stuff happens. Um, so yeah, one side of the story you get the the human their version of the story, and then the other one you get the creatures version of the story. Uh, it's I like it because there's no happy ending for either of them. It's just more of a realistic what would happen in that kind of situation. Mm -hmm. um, and it ends very much on a cliffhanger where you just don't know like where the story is going to go from there. So I love those kind of stories. It was very interesting. The art was kind of strange, but I do like the creatures that are in it. Um, is it just a one shot? Yes. Okay. Yep. And I think that was another reason I liked it so much is there's like, this is it. Like, this is all you're going to get from it, which is fine because I, I feel like that's all we need from it. Yeah. It is technically a horror story, um, but I think it's more of the, the realisticness of it that makes it horror because it is just, it's not a good situation. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. That, that was it. An intrusion. Very interesting. A nice little story of what happens when you try to steal land. Uh, talking about stealing land. This oh, is shit. This is issue number eight of Swamp Thing. Uh, I mean, a lot has happened. This is, like, pretty deep. Obviously, eight of ten issues. This is, like, the fourth part of this little story that they've been telling with the suicides. What, three. Three. Sorry. It's Three. Uh, but yeah, Swampy's just kind of trying to figure out what's going on, uh, trying to figure out Levi, which is, who's the Swamp thing in this, trying to figure out kind of the relationship between, like, himself and his, like, father and his brother and how he kind of came to be to get, to become, like, the Swamp thing and the Avatar and... I don't know. I really, I really like this book a lot. It's, it's hard to describe without like, I don't know. I don't want to tell a lot of the story because I think it's worth reading. I think it's like the art's very, very good. I love that a lot. And I really love the character and I like how, I like what they're talking about because there's a lot of depth to the story just in general. Just kind of like, American companies taking over basically like I guess modern day colonialism like taking over like for outside forests and trying to bring them down or you know trying to do whatever they want to do within those like places I hate that I mean yeah and I, I think just... I think this is actually a story you would really like just because as a whole like the way everything's built up and the way, like, you're kind of introduced to everything. And when I first, like, and I think there's, like, a, 
we ended up getting a damage, so I like had a little bit of a break between things, and I think reading it more so as a whole like would make the story a little more powerful. I think the story is very powerful and very interesting, um, but I think you would like it a lot. Okay, I'll pick up the trade when it comes out, because I did want to read it. It did look very interesting. I like the art a lot for it, but I just like... Like with most DC books, I just don't know much about the characters, so I never know if I'm, like, getting into something that's worth reading or not, yeah. which is why, I, I, for the most part, I don't I don't read DC books. I think this does a, a pretty good job of, I mean, I think Swamp Thing is a fairly, like, approachable character, and mm-hmm. maybe that's just me, like, wanting to enjoy the character, but I feel like it's an approachable character. I think they kind of do a decent job, especially since this is a brand new Swamp Thing, new Avatar, like of like how like once again yeah how he came to be he kind of has a bat like a talk in the past with like one of the ex swamp things and they kind of describe what's happening i don't know it's really good like i really i do really enjoy it okay i said i think you would too that's fair i'll check it out okay i'll check it out okay um i have batman this is issue number 114 this is part of fear state i'm not actually sure what part of fear state this is um because of course they don't give you like the title page until like halfway through the friggin book but anyway this is part of it um the scarecrow's fear toxin has been making its way through gotham to the point where peacekeeper um is now i don't know uh brainwashed um he is completely turned against uh the people that he was working for and trying to keep Gotham safe. Batman is still technically a vigilante. So, well, I mean, he always was, but he's like not, uh, I don't know how to explain it. He, so the magistrate is the group that is hired by Mm -hmm. Gotham to, you know, keep the city safe and stuff, which is what Batman was doing before. And they consider Batman the bad guy now. So Batman is, completely working outside of Gotham trying to keep it safe while still trying to keep himself alive because they have like a shoot to kill order if they see Batman. So Peacekeeper has been brainwashed and now he is fighting within the magistrate to kill the other Peacekeepers and stuff that they have created. Um, And Batman is trying to get in to help Peacekeeper because Peacekeeper is like a good guy. It's very complicated. It's it's a lot. It is a lot. Um, The art (laughs) is absolutely incredible. Um, I love it. There's one page that just blew my mind when I saw it, and I had it open to it for, like, ten whole minutes like that. Mm -hmm. Come on now. Get out of here. Um, But, yeah, I mean, since I've gotten caught up on it and I I know what's happening now, I absolutely love this story. Um, I didn't start it from the beginning of... Tinian's run so I don't know how I feel about the beginning I just know that like the Joker war I absolutely loved I thought it was fantastic and Fear State so far I really like and I it, I don't know if it's the writing or if it's just the art because mm-hmm. the art it does a really good job of like I don't know making it exciting and like creepy and I just yeah really really like it um so I guess we'll see as time goes on when the creators change to different people and stuff so I don't so far, I really enjoy it, and I hope that I continue enjoying it because uh, the little stories that they have in back are also good, which was a Clown Hunter. I don't know shit about this kid. He popped yeah. up. Um, 
but the story is a lot of fun so i just want to say i'm looking really really hardcore forward to like cliff chang's catwoman yeah lonely, no. lonely city trait like, yeah because every dc book has had that as an ad and i was like just give this book to me already stop advertising like it i am me. about this yeah i'm so excited for this it's so stupid anyway a lot of cool things coming to dc did you uh see dan mora's post of his cover for the steelbook you know, I I think Dark, I Dark Knights of Steel. Yeah, I just no. posted it yesterday. Okay, I was gonna say I feel like I did, but it almost feels like a fever dream because I do remember seeing something about it. I just haven't been on Instagram too much, so I'll look at it after we're done recording. Yeah, I think but. I saw it on Twitter, but okay, all the same. You know, he like posts on both. Yeah. Uh, so now I have I haven't talked about this book in a minute. This is Buffy. This is issue number thirty. I've I've made it to issue number thirty. I don't. I don't know how. I don't know how I'm still reading this book. This isn't bad. Like, it's just a... I think now I've just resigned myself to just be like, yeah. It's just a book. It's just a book I'm reading, and it's Buffy, and I think it... I I do really still like the art a lot. Um, So that's probably why. And I, I don't think this story is, like, particularly bad. I think it's a little... I guess kind of like all of these, like, little stories in Buffy kind of convoluted just, like, too many things... Um, but I, I still wouldn't suggest this after, like, the first or second story arc. Um, I mean, I do like it because it has faith in it. And I do, I'm kind of curious because they're doing something different with Faith's backstory and how she came to be. Uh, and they're just doing this thing where there's those multiple universes within, like, Buffy, so. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, I don't like I don't dislike it. It's hard to describe. Like I feel I feel like I'm just very middle ground. Like once again, yeah, just like I'm reading a book and it's Buffy, so I'm going to keep reading it for whatever reason. I don't know why. I mean, I I did that for a while. This is the only book that I've like I mean taken un- off my under- pole. And, understandably like, so though. Like I don't think it's not I don't think you should keep like try to go back and read it and if you did i'd just give you my issues because mm-hmm. i don't i don't think you'd like it and i don't think it's necessarily worth it because the story is just it's just weak yeah like and i think I'm not, this is like a conversation for the buffy podcast but i think buffy in general is kind of that way at points so i don't think it's necessarily outside the buffy bubble to have right. like a semi-weak story i just feel like with these characters they're not super well developed once again and still like we're 30 issues in i feel like i should know who buffy is and like what i know that she loves giles which is everyone loves giles yeah. i love giles <laughs> name me one other man who i would give up everything for but yeah there's just like there's not enough there it's just like there's not enough oomph and i feel like if it went slower it might be too slow but i think if there had been better storytelling, it would have been worth it. That's fair. I really only liked that first story arc, and I don't even know if it was just because of the writing or Dan Mora. Yeah, and I think it might have just been because of Dan Mora. Dan Mora, my boy. And I don't think that it, that it was just Dan Mora, because I do think there were, like, 
it was interesting because it was new. Yeah. And they're introducing new characters. So you're like, cool, like we're doing something different. It's one of my favorite things, but like a retelling of it with. Yeah. Yeah. And now like, and, but it like, it's just like you hit a point where it's just like, no, you're just not doing anything. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's all I have to say. I don't want to, I hate talking shit about that book, which is why I haven't talked about it in a while. Okay. Uh, so this is Eterni- Eternals, mm-hmm. Eternals, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Celestia, and this is a uh, one-shot. Heather has not gotten a chance to read this. This is technically a book we both got. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this follows Ajax. Hell yeah. Um, Ajax, sorry. And I'm just talking about soap. You know, I was just going to say, my favorite thing about the Ajax soap is the name, because Ajax is the only Grease, or the only person that was able to beat Grease. It's a cute little pun. I love Ajax dish soap. So this is about Ajax, though. Ajax. Who is an eternal, and they are kind of on the... They're on a, a mission, basically, to see... The last Eternal, or the first Eternal, rather. The one that the Avengers are currently living in. Oh, okay. I I do know what you're talking yeah, about. You yes. do. Okay. Um, and this is, like, very much within, like, Avengers. Like, so you will get okay a lot of this. I love that. Um, I'm in the know. Yeah, you very much. Like, I, I read it, and I feel like the only reason I kind of had, like, a vague knowledge on it is because of, like, stuff we've talked about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this was interesting because it's her and... God, I'm sorry. And... Sorry, I'm going to figure out this name before. Uh, Makari. They're on this mission to find the first Eternal together. And it's just... It's really interesting. I really liked it. I really like all of these Eternals, like, issues and all of, like, the these, like, one-shot. Like, I love that Thanos one-shot. I really mm-hmm. like this. And it's just, I feel like I don't really know what's going on. But I feel like at the end, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I grasped this. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to read that. I'll, I'll probably read it tomorrow. When yeah, I think, you'll, I think you'll like it. Like, it just, it, it was really interesting. And I do think it will end up leading into the next story arc. Right. But once again, I don't know. Okay. Okay. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out together. Okay. 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 So this is Corset. Um, This is number one. I believe this is just a one shot. I hope it is just a one shot. This is the weirdest freaking book I've ever read. It smells fantastic. If you've ever smelled a scout book, you know what I'm talking about. I can smell it from over here. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, Okay. So this is, I guess, technically would be considered horror. But to me, it was more drama. Okay. It was less horror, more, yeah, more drama. Um, it's basically about a, what would you consider it? Um, a fashion designer guy um, who creates corsets that are known around the world. Um, he works in secret. He doesn't want anyone to see his face. This main character, um, Elise, Elisa. She falls at one of his fashion shows, gets his attention from afar, and he pretty much hires her to teach him how to feel emotion, like human emotion. And you find out it's because he's not human. I'm not going to spoil anything else, but some stuff happens, and it's uh, I I did I did not like this. I did not like it. That's fine. 
It's um, it was very strange. I'm glad it is only a one shot. Um, I like the fact that it it took, takes place probably 1800s, mm-hmm. just based off of this because they don't really give you any indications of like where it takes place or when, but you, just based off of the clothing, I would say mm, 1898. Um, <laughs> I don't know. There were aspects of this that I did really enjoy, um, but I feel like it's for fans of uh, steampunk. Remember the book, A Picture of Everything Else? Yeah. Where did it go? I don't know. I've been thinking about it, like, when you talked about that, mm-hmm. but I've been thinking about it for, like, a couple weeks. Yeah, so. I, I thought about it recently because when I was, like, scrolling through my inventory of comics trying to remember the name of something, I can't even remember what I was doing, mm-hmm. but I had, like, scrolled past it, and I was like, where did where did he go? Why am I, Why do we not have him anymore? I don't, I don't know. It'd be great, right? Anyway, I'm sorry. Anyway. That was a off. Um, this is Joker Puzzle Box. This is issue number three. And pretty deep into the story. Basically, Riddler sends everybody out to find pieces of a puzzle. Everybody ends up getting arrested. All of uh, Batman's rogue gallery gets ends up getting arrested after the Riddler dies. Mm-hmm. And... So it's basically them kind of like talking to the police or not talking to the police, and it's not bad. It's really good. It's just like I mean, it's Matthew Rosenberg. Yeah, it's Matthew Rosenberg, and then there's a f- couple different writers on this, uh, or artists rather, on this issue as well. So I I don't I can't talk about it because it I, is it's just like Joker Joker playing people, and then the other villains or rogues rather like just kind of trying to figure out what he might be saying and then saying stuff like giving their side of the story so you get their side of the story like what they're telling the cops and then the art is usually like what they're actually doing that's really cool yeah yeah um i am going to pick that up and trade because i did really really like that first issue i just i don't know why i didn't add it it's i mean dc connect is so weird it comes out at such strange times yeah. that i probably just missed it and like I said it's always having for me like i have to go back on pull box like a few weeks later and mm-hmm. find like the dc issues that right I want. and this one i did basically set myself up for because of matthew rosenberg and then chip doing all of the covers that makes sense so it was kind of just like a well okay I'll, I'll try this, like, yeah, I'll try this book out. We'll do this. And I think it is, like, six issues or something. Right? Yeah, so I, I like, feel like it was to be too six. much. I don't know if it'll tell me somewhere. No, and I'm on chapter five. Is this... It's like, this is issue three, but chapter five. Just just giving me a whole bunch of stuff here. Uh, so, yeah, that's You're all I You're being riddled. <laughs> I am being riddled. Oh, I mean, there are multiple stories within each issue, so mm. it does make sense. You're being played. It's true. Like a fool. Uh, I am. Uh, anyway, we're done. That's we, it. We don't have anything else, which it was like a light week, but heavy week, as mm. always. Uh, so thanks for listening to us. We appreciate it. Uh, support your friends. Support your local libraries keep libraries public um support your local comic book shops go buy some comics especially the ones we talked about because we love these creators and these people we've talked about and uh that's it so we will see you next time if you want recommendations hit us up as well we would love to recommend comic books for you to read 